everybody and welcome back to the 617 outlook podcast we are on what episode four four or five of the podcast uh the patriot season has passed us and you know it's great glory and you know this this episode is mainly going to be focused on the celtics all that the patriots hype is gone now so all eyes are on them you know and the bruins but the the celtics are standing out a lot more than the bruins right now and not in a good way um, last Saturday, uh, this, this past weekend, they were playing the Los Angeles Clippers at home and had a marginable lead. I think it was up to 30 or 28 at one point, uh, in the third quarter. Uh, so they're winning for most of the game. Um, and then Kyrie got hurt, um, and he was out for the game. He's day to day now. And the Clippers end up coming back and winning the game, um, from a plus 28 lead uh it was very disappointing i did not actually watch the game i was away but seeing the highlights on twitter and you know the outrage from the fans and the reactions were just it was it was tough to watch um, especially on the same day when philadelphia is going the opposite direction after their uh after their trade getting tobias harris and uh boban um as they they beat the lakers that night um in good fashion so it was, it was tough as a Celtics fan that was a tough day um, and specifically some comments after the game um, by uh, Marcus Morris uh, it c- kinda really it sums up the the Celtics season so far pretty well um, let's see if I can pull them up he basically said we're all playing as individuals and not as a team. Um, let's see if I can pull this up here. One second. Okay, here, here we go. I found it. I watch all these other teams around the league, and guys are up on the bench. They're enjoying everything, and they're playing together, and they're playing to win. When I look at us, I just see a bunch of individuals. You know, that is, that is tough to hear um, from a Celtics fan. fan's perspective. Um, and it's it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad this the the here, especially from all the uh, excitement this team had last season and specifically the postseason. You know they're just such a fun, you know, young team to watch. And we thought this was going to be the beginning of something special. It still can be, but this is definitely a turn we did not expect to happen. Uh, and I think Morris is right. Uh, I I think I've addressed. I might have addressed this before. Is when the Celtics are playing bad, it's they they all they are all playing by themselves. You know, it's one pos- it's one person on possession doing it all by themselves. It's not the it's not the ball movement that we used to know. And that you know that stretch of games when we beat Toronto, we almost beat Golden State. They were passing the ball more. You know, they were looking more like a team. And you know when they have these tough t- losses like this, um, you know, there's just no. As he said, there's just no teamwork, and that's not what it's about. Um, it isn't just tough to watch because of you know the 
expectations of the team, but also what we used to have in Boston of the last couple of years. Um, you know, teamwork used to be the the emphasis. You know, the the focus point, the the whole we not me perspective is. You know, back when the Celtics didn't have as much talent as they do now, um, the Isaiah Thomas days and before that. You know, it just. And now, now you look at this, and it's just like, what, what are they doing? This is the complete opposite, um, and I'm surprised Brad Stevens is just letting this happen. I wish he kind of he turned into more of like a Belichick kind of mood of like, one thing goes wrong, you start snapping, uh, right away he goes to fix it. Um, in his post game interviews, he's he's very relaxed, he's calm, and I'm like, I. I you know, I like him as a coach, and I understand you have to have composure as a coach, but I think it's been too long. You've been giving these guys too much breathing room. Um, they get it uh, figured out. So I think I, I put that on him, too. I think he has to be better as a coach. And, you know, you got to whip these guys into shape. It is, we are in February, um, almost at the all-star break, and it's getting around to playoff time not too far away. Going back to them being fun to watch it, it it goes back to you know the heart and hustle as well you know there's no heart and hustle and just going down uh at at your pleasure um down the court and just jacking up a three um that's not what Celtics basketball is about um we we go back to the Isaiah Thomas days he played with a with no tooth um the day after his sister died I mean and he still put 100% effort in I think this team is creating too much of an attitude and an ego I think I think there's a quote from Kyrie or one of the players that said everyone needs to get themselves in check um a couple weeks ago and that's very true just look at the the other teams in Boston the Red Sox won the championship they the definition of what a team should be um, was it after their first loss in the World Series uh, four of their starting pitchers all came to Cora's office and was like let me pitch even I forget who pitched that day I think it was was it Eovaldi even he came back after that performance he had and said let me pitch tomorrow I mean it doesn't get much harder than that it doesn't get much grittier than that and that just shows their those guys drive to win. I mean, look at the Patriots. Everyone was counting them out. They just stuck their heads down and put everything in. Edelman, I mean, always fighting for the first down. That defense, the performance, everyone downing them. I mean, Celtics need to wake up and look at who's around them, the team's success, because they're putting 110% in. And, like, I don't care if you have talent. You have to show up on the court you can't just this isn't 2k you can't just draft and trade and expect things to go right you still have to play basketball at the end of the day and these guys aren't doing that they're playing mediocre gym ymca ball and this is not what they get paid for it's just it's very sad to see um we never really thought we would be at this point um this season but i still think there's hope to turn it around uh, it's still, we still have a good amount of time to the playoffs. And if you look at it, we do have a good record against the contenders in the East.
Um, usually our losses come to bad teams, which, you know, that's still unfortunate. But now a question a lot of people might be asking is, what about Kyrie? Where does this fall or how does this affect Kyrie's decision to stay? Well, um, as I think a, a lot of people have said, if he goes behind his back and says he's not staying, after saying in the beginning of the season, he is dead. And he will be booed out of Boston forever. But we are not at that point. We, I still think he will stay. I still think he's committed to this team. I think he would have. We would have known. We he would have expressed it more. Uh, if that was, if that was the case of him leaving, I think we would understand. And it's just, it's no one would really be worrying about that too much if social media didn't play such a big factor in. Uh, sports, specifically the NBA. Everyone's like, ooh, who's going over here? Hot stove, who's going over here? Um, I want them to trade for... I want this guy on my team. I want that guy on this team. It's like, at the end of the day, you don't even have to watch basketball to talk about it on Twitter. I mean, that's how it feels with some of these people who are talking on social media. They act like it's some kind of simulation. Um... Like 2K, you know, the video games of they just like, I want a dr I want every team to be a super team. I want everyone on the Lakers. It's like, come on, that's just that's just not how basketball is supposed to work. We are taking the fun, you know, why we started watching it. You know, we're taking that aspect of way, uh, away. People need to, you know, simmer down and actually watch the basketball for what it is. And not complain about, oh, this team stinks. You know, just like, don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about who's going where. Who's a free agent next year. Enjoy the game for what the game is. Okay? Everyone calm down. Um, so back to Kyrie. If I, I don't think, I don't if he were to leave, I don't see him going to New York at all. It's because Kevin Durant's not going to leave. Like, why would he leave the best team in the league? And so nothing will be there to attract uh, Kyrie at all, even if they get Zion. I don't see it happening. Um, he's not going to join LeBron again. I That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would he go back and work with LeBron after being like, I, I want it to be my team. I want to be a leader now. Just because he had those comments about you know, oh, this is tougher than I thought it would be. It's like, so what? That's just how learning a new role works, doing anything new. It's not going to just come at a snap of your fingers, all right? It's the, his real first season trying to be a leader, or more like second now, I guess. So just give it time. I mean, he's not going to go back and just quit on being a leader just to go on under LeBron's wing. That would be a very baby move I mean who would do that besides that I don't really know any other targets of where he would go so I I definitely see him in green next year so yeah the final word on the Celtics you know as they get ready for their matchup tonight against the red hot Sixers by the time this episode goes up the result of that game might already you know happen or be out so um, Kyrie and Baines is out for that game, so it might be rough tonight, but we'll see what happens. Um, 
uh, what was I going to say? But yeah, the final word is you guys talk about have about how much talent you have, then how about you spread it around? How about everyone gets some touches? How about you don't be a one-man show, okay? Spread the ball around. Use your talent. That is the motto. Um, that's about it for news. Um, the salt, the uh, I mean, the Red Sox come back this week. Uh, but there's not much really to talk about quite yet for them. That might be in a couple episodes. Um, so we might take some questions in the viewers' mailbox. Now. Were we on Snapface there when we were talking about that? <laughs> it's time for the viewers' mailbox. Okay, so on the viewers mailbox we do have a lot of questions about the Celtics and since I already addressed the Celtics and you know what they need to do uh, I think I will avoid those questions uh, thank you for the questions though um, if you want me to elaborate on some of my comments please uh, message me on the Instagram page uh, we do have a question here do you think players who play in the AAF will get a shot to play in the NFL? Um, it's a very interesting, different question. Uh, I think definitely because, you know, it's not the AAF, if for the ones that don't know, is this new league, um, you know, that happens in the offseason of the NFL that is players that are trying to get back to the NFL or trying to get to the NFL, period. Um, I think since if you look at how much the NFL is supporting this league, um, you know, putting on NFL Network, some of the teams, NFL teams have affiliated with the AAF teams. And with how much, with only eight teams, I think there's a good chance we see some AAF players get signed to, you know, at least practice squads next year. Um, you know, that's, this is because at the end of the day, this is the main focus for the league. You know, it's not the XFL or anything like that. It's not a money scheme. This is very, it, the same as a minor league or development league that the NBA and um, MLB have. So I think the answer for that is yes. Next question. Who will be the starting pitchers for the Red Sox? Um, well, the starting rotation, you know, is kind of already set. If you look at it, um, you know, we have Sale, Price, Ivaldi, Porcello, and Rodriguez. Um, who's going to pitch for opening day? Um... You know, the, the easy answer is to say sale. You know, that's just kind of how it's been the last couple of years. But, you know, the the way last season went, I wouldn't be surprised if we may see Price or Eovaldi. Eovaldi, um, uh, probably there's like a less chance. Um, but since, you know, Price was the hero um, of the pitching staff in that World Series run, he might get like, you know, his... His current call is, you know, a nice, 
a nice way to start the season with him. But, you know, if you ask me who the ace of this staff is, it's definitely still Chris Sale, and I don't see that changing. Um, even with uh, Avaldi and Price seeming to be, you know, great, great key pitchers for this season. Um, new news out of the... Out of training camp, or spring training, is uh, Rodriguez looks like he's in very good shape. So that will be very good for the end of the rotation. Um, so yeah, I'm not really worried with the starting pitchers. I'm more worried with the relief pitchers, you know. We lost Joe Kelly, who I thought was going to be a key for this season. But he went to the Dodgers. And Kimbrough's not back. So we're going to have to rely on some, you know, household names and the the boys coming up uh, through the minors, uh, specifically, I really like this kid, Bobby Pointer, who should be getting more more reps, more looks this season uh, due to the lack of pitchers. Um, but we still have some very good arms in there. You know, if Brazier and Barnes pitch the way they did towards the end of the season, uh, we will be fine, you know, with, with some backup arms with Hembry. Um, and I, I heard this Felton kid or Feltman kid, you know, I'm, I I don't have much information on that, but he supposedly is coming up through the minors, and he's apparently pretty good. So I think, you know, we can also always get a reliever uh, at some point in the season. So it's not impossible that this, you know, it this bullpen isn't doomed. That's definitely the motto for that. Uh, so I I think people are going a little too crazy about it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of concerned, but I'm not panicking. I think we'll be okay. It's just something for what to, to watch for um, next season. That is all the questions, you know, minus the Celtics questions. For the viewers' mailbox, uh, we are running about 20 minutes here. Um, I think that is a solid stopping point. I think I need to try to see if I can get a guest on these one of these days. Um, <laughs> I, I kinda, I kinda went off on the first episode because I had so much to talk, talk about. You know, I planned it, um, for the AFC Championship. I, you know, there's a lot to talk about for that game. And I think I, you know, the, just the way I ramble, uh, Sean McVay style. Uh, you know, it, it keeps them brief and I think that's good for the listener. So, uh, I'm gonna wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Uh, share it with your friends, like, uh, thanks for whatever platform you're listening on, Apple, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, whatever, um, and I'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>